Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Assistant Pastor Tim Rogers. Amen, amen. All right, so to start out, let's go to Numbers chapter 9. Numbers chapter 9, and we're going to read verses 15 and 16. When you get there, say you have it. All right, we got only a couple, so we'll give you another 30 seconds or so. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and read. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. Now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle and the tent of the testimony. From evening until morning, it was above the tabernacle, all appearance of fire. So it was also the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Amen. 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 So this morning we're going to talk about enjoying this journey. So we know and understand that this is the children of Israel as they were making their way. And uh, what I want you to see here initially is, is that what God provided for them on their journey. All right. So they were going from one place to another. And in that period of transition, God provided a cloud during the day and fire at night, right? So, all right, so let's think about this, right? We're in deserts, we're in heat, we're in all of these things that are going on around us in the environment. And even in that, God says that I'm going to provide a covering for you. And in that covering, there should be some enjoyment in it. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? I mean, it would be a whole lot worse if you didn't have that cloud and 120 degrees is hitting you on the head all day, all right? Or at night, you can't see this far in front of your face without that fire that God is providing, right? So it's an opportunity to enjoy the journey that God has us on, amen? All right, so I want you to keep in the forefront of your mind. Enjoy the journey. Everybody say it. All right, amen. All right, so as we think about that, you know, one of the Biggest modes of transportation these days is a plane, right? Do we have anybody that's doesn't like being on a plane? Oh, all right, all right. So we have a few folks that don't like planes, but it is the fastest mode of transportation, at least right now, right? So, but when you want to make that nice journey to, let's say, Hawaii, right, it's probably the mode of transportation you're going to have to take to get there, right? I mean, a boat will work, but... Uh, uh, that, that might take a little while, right? A plane, you're there in about six hours, six and a half hours, seven hours, something like that from California, right? So what I want you to see here is, is that any time that you're wanting to experience something or go to another level, you're going to have to move, right? There's going to have to be some type of mode of transportation, right, as we travel to, you know, uh, Europe, as we travel to Hawaii, as we go to, you know, Japan, these are all opportunities to experience new cultures, new foods, new environments, to uh, see and interact with different people, right? But all of that, that's great. That's awesome. But to do that, though, you have to be willing to step on that plane. You have to be willing to do that. Well, the same thing as it relates to going to another level in God. There are some things that we're going to have to be willing to do to get there. So on that journey, what God is saying is, is that he wants us to enjoy 
what he's doing. If he's downloaded that new business plan to you, if he's giving you dreams about where you're going to be, if he wants you, if you are asking him and he's going to bless you with a house, he's going to give you a new job. Those are all opportunities, but to get them and actually fulfill that, you have to move. You cannot stand stationary and get what God has for you. Amen. Amen. So it's important to understand that. So when we think about that, what comes to mind when we think about that journey, that period of transition that we might be in in our lives? All right. All right. So. All right. So pressing toward a greater level will require you to travel on a road you've never been on before. All right. Now, there are a lot of situations in our lives that are similar, but every road and transition should be different. Why? Because it's a new opportunity. If it's new, you haven't experienced all of it. So that means you haven't been in that place before. Now, the question is, is that is our willingness to jump out there really there? And that's what we're going to talk about today, because there's still some things that you don't know. Right. Right. God reveals some of the stuff to us, but generally not all of it. There are a lot of things that can take place in between those areas, which is that transition that we're going to be in. All right. Is that making sense to everybody? So what I want to do this morning is try to equate that that transition that we might be in to a plane ride. All right. Okay. So when you think about a plane ride, right, you go from city to city, right? And in that, there are a couple things you got to do before they'll let you on that plane. All right. So there are a couple requirements, things that they're saying that everybody must adhere to before we let you ride. And then there are some things that they just kind of recommend. It's for your own sanity, right? That kind of help you out as you are traveling. Well, I believe the same thing is the case with God in the spiritual. That there are a couple of recommendations and requirements that he's going to lay out before you as you transition into this new level. But again, as you transition, you're supposed to do what? Enjoy the journey, right? Amen. Enjoy the journey, right? So as we think about this a little bit here is, is that one thing that we have to make sure we don't do is that we don't let fear creep up. Fear will keep us stationary. It's, it's debilitating. You become like a, a statue in motion, right? Like the Tin Man on the Wizard of Oz, right? You, you start moving and then, oh, 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 hold up, God. Wait a minute, you want me to do what? And then you kind of just stuck like this. All right? So what we want to do is keep moving. Keep understanding what God is doing. Allowing him to download things to us. Allowing us to see things that he wants us to see. But we have to be aware of them. All right? All right. So don't let fear of the unknown keep you grounded. Don't let fear of the unknown keep you grounded. All right. So, again, if we're going back to this analogy that we're working with with the plane, 
If you're too scared to get on that plane, you can't go anywhere else. Amen. All right. So now we're talking expansive travel, right? Because there are people like <laughs> we had a few in here, but my dad is won't fly anywhere. He, he literally said to me, son, if I can't drive there, I'm not going. Right. And what that did for me as <laughs> as a kid growing up, I'm like, Dang, Dad, we, we ain't going to go to the island. Yeah, I'd love to go. We could go, but my car won't float. So we ain't going. <laughs> so I missed out a little bit. So I'm <laughs> no, but he is literally like that. He literally said if he cannot drive, he's not going. Right. But what that does is it limits where you can go. Now, the question is, do you really want God to limit the things in your life? Mm, okay, so if you don't, then you have to be willing to take the path that he has laid out for you. Amen? Because there are just some places that your car just ain't going to go, at least not successfully. All right? <laughs> All right? Are we good so far? So these recommendations that we're going to talk about are things that we should be aware of. So what I believe God is going to do today is, is that he's going to allow us to see things a little bit that, so we can have a watchful eye of when they come up. That is the intent of this message, okay? So the intent is, is that we are to enjoy the journey, right? And to do that, God is saying, these are the recommendations that I'm going to give you that are going to help you enjoy the journey because everything in that journey isn't always going to be easy. Right? I don't think it's easy to walk through a desert. Okay? So what I'm saying is, is that God is trying to preemptively tell us as we're going to this greater level, he wants to prepare us and allow us to see the things that we need to see. And that is the intent of this. Amen? All right. All right. So, Let's go ahead and jump in this a little bit. All right. So four recommendations to enjoying the journey. All right. So the first one is be prepared to be examined. All right. So I got scriptures here. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just for the righteous God tests the heart and the mind. So the first thing we need to be sure of is, is that we need to be prepared to be examined. So again, let's go back to our plane analogy. So this is one of the requirements. When you step foot into that airport, before they let you even remotely close to that plane, you're going to have to go through a security check. Uh, TSA, I tell you, right? All right, I've seen some crazy things at the TSA counters, right? But what is that? That's a safeguard for us. So that's the first thing I want you to see here is, is that it's really for our safety. It's for your benefit. So again, as we think about this and God, God says before, as we're transitioning into that new greater level, there may be some things in your heart that he's going to allow you to see. And then that's your opportunity through the Holy Ghost to make an adjustment. That's the examination period. Now, the question is, is that are you going to run from the examination or are you going to allow it to take place? Mm, so now we're speaking to, you know, potentially some of that stubbornness. 
<laughs> yeah, right? Because again, you can't get to the mode of transportation without it. So you have to go through this security check. Right? So as we think about this, what are other things that could come up? Now, I know one of the times that I believe, um, I've had actually numerous times, but I'll, I'll talk about me for an example. All right? So when God called me to, to preach, one of the first things I did was is deny it. Flat out. All right? Now, I am not under the assumption that everybody that God calls doesn't have the desire to be whatever he's called them to be. Amen? So there may be people that he calls to preach, and they're like, yay, woo, God, I'm ready to go. Right? There's got to be some. That ain't my testimony, though. So one of the things that God was examining my heart in as I went to that level in that transition was, was I going to be obedient to his voice? Right? That's an examination of my heart because my first thought was, no, it ain't going to happen. I don't want no parts of it. All right? So for each and every one of us, it could be different. Right? And it depends on what season we in, are in in our lives. Where is God trying to take us? Where do we have a desire to go? All right? So understanding this and seeing that we have an opportunity to get it right, whatever that is. Now, here's the key, though. Everybody want to get to where God has for them, right? 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 Okay. So one of the things that at least I struggle with sometimes is that little teeny four-letter word called time. Because if God says it, I'm like, I want it right now. Right now, man. Why are we waiting? <laughs> right? I know you are in eternity, God, but I'm not right now. So uh, can we get this moving? Right? Now, what happens if that examination comes and then uh, you're like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. So what we've actually just done is delayed our transition. We've delayed it. So now, instead of catching that flight in the afternoon, you got to catch the red eye now because you missed the plane the first time. Now, the great thing about God is, is that he all, there's always another opportunity, right? But we, we got to understand this, that God is telling us up front because this thing that he's trying to show us in our heart, we need. We need to get it right to be able to successfully walk in the next level that he has for us, whatever that is, right? So for some, it might be bitterness. For some, it might be forgiveness. For some, it, it might be, um, you know, getting refocused in the word of God. It could be a number of things. And actually, doesn't really even matter what it is. The question is, is that how are we going to react to it when God exposes it? Because remember, we're talking about an examination. So this is the Holy Spirit shining a light on our hearts and saying, I really want you to deal with this. Can you give this over to me as you transition? Is your willingness to do that there? All right. It's kind of like a teenager. 
So, teenager, you give them the rules. I will help you do X if you do Y. Pretty simple, right? All right. You know, most people, you know, I know it's a little bit of math. It's a little bit of math, but, but <laughs> algebra specifically, right, absolutely, right? If you do X, then I will do Y. So it's like the example of, yeah, I will help you. Notice the word help, help you get a car. If you have three-fourths of the money. Pretty simple, right? So, hey, Dad, I want to buy a car. Great, son. Do you have any money? No. Now, now <laughs> exactly. Right? This doesn't seem like a hard concept. This was laid out, right? Now, here's the part I want to for the parents in the house, because I know you'll understand where I'm coming from here. This opportunity has come, and this individual has been working four years. Right? Now, I know it's minimum wage and all that good stuff, but four years paying no bills. Right? So I'm thinking in my head, even if I can calculate, you know, part-time, all year, for four years, I'm like, you know, that's a, that's a nice little chunk of change. Right? So my first question is, is why, why don't you have no money? <laughs> so, of course, as a parent, the way this rubbed me the wrong way, obviously, was is that they still had <laughs> the audacity to even ask me. We set the ground rules. This is what it's going to be. No problems. Yeah, I just want you to get it for me. No, no, no. All right? So, again, I'm making light of it, but what I want you to see here is it's the same thing. God says, I really want you to work on this particular thing, but we say, oh, no, God, I, I don't want to ante that up right now. I want to hold on to that. Right now, that can be dangerous, too, because when we have something that God is revealing in our own hearts, um, it is our opportunity to get healed and delivered. Right. Would everybody agree with that? Now, here, here I, want, I want you to, to hear this very, very closely. God cannot heal or deliver you from anything that you don't believe you have. All right, does that make sense? God cannot deliver or heal you from anything that you believe you don't have. So if God says, I want you to work on forgiveness, and you tell God, I don't have a problem forgiving folks, then you can't get delivered. All right, how, how can you get delivered from something you don't even think you have? That's like the doctor telling you you have cancer, and you tell him, no, I don't, and you don't come back. Right? So there, there is no way for God, because he's not going to circumvent your will in that particular situation. Not going to do it. So one of the things that we have to do is be big enough to say, God, yeah, that, that's a problem. Even if you, well, God, help me see it. God, show me an example. God, as I walk day to day, point it out to me, Holy Spirit. 
These are the things that we can do, and through that, God can work. Amen? So the first thing is, the first recommendation is be prepared to be examined. All right? All right. Second one, be prepared to fully commit yourself. Be prepared to fully commit yourself. Okay? I've actually had an opportunity, so let's go back to our, our plane analogy here, right? I've actually been, had the opportunity to be on a plane and sit next to someone that was really scared of flying, all right? And they were pretty hysterical the whole ride, and it was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I picked the wrong seat this time, right? And it was one of those times where, you know, when you get up to the ticket counter, and you put your ticket number in, boom, 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 and they give you the actual boarding pass, right? And it asks you, do you want to change seats? And I go click on the plane. Oh, I like that seat now. Boom. And I thought, dang, I just put myself here, right? But one of the things that this individual displayed was a lack of commitment. Now, let me make sure I'm putting this in the right context here. When I say committed, I mean that you have to understand that this is exactly what you have to do to get where you need to go. That level of commitment. So I'm not saying this individual needed to like planes per se, but before they got on the plane, they should have you know, settled themselves and said, you know what, I, I got to do this, make the best of it. Be through that, that changes their whole outlook on actually being on that plane. Right? So the other... So when we think about that spiritually is, is that we have to be fully committed to whatever God wants to do when we make this transition. So I like to call it, we can't half step. Because when I think about myself, every time I've half stepped, it's caused other problems at the end. Mm. So let me walk through a couple of those. One, I second guess God. Yeah, God, you really want me to be here? This is really what you intended? Why do I have to be here now? Wait a minute, right? Why? Because when I first took that step, I wasn't really committed to it. I just did it just to be kind of doing it. It's kind of like playing double dutch, you know. Y'all know what double dutch is, right? Right? Now, I can't do it, but, uh, <laughs> so, but you know, you know you're, you're doing that little trying to get the timing right, right? It's kind of like that. God, I'm... I'm well, I'm kind of committed. Well, I do want to, now, maybe, uh, maybe next year, maybe next month, maybe. It's, it's kind of one of those hesitations, right? And with that, every time, the longer you stand there, the longer you try to do your own examination. Well, how is that just going to work, God? Is that going to work for me? Where am I going to this come from? Where is that going to come from? What am I going to do about this? Have you seen this, God? I, you know how I feel about this. And all of these questions start, and every time what you're doing now is we're second-guessing God. Wow. Again, I can talk about it because I did it. <laughs> this is not about you. This is about me. I did the same thing all the time. So God is saying, be fully committed to what I've laid out for you. Be willing to take the leap of faith, right? You know what came to mind when I thought about this, being committed? Anybody, any Indiana Jones fans out here? Anybody like Indiana Jones? Okay. Has anybody seen The Last Crusade? 
And it's the one where they're, they're trying to find the Holy Grail, right? The, the cup that Jesus, right? All right? So toward the end of that, there's this piece where there's a big canyon between Harrison Ford and the door he needs to go in on the other side. And uh, he's, he's standing there contemplating. He's like, oh, whoa, wait a minute now. All I see is nothing. All right? So um, on a little bit of a sidebar, his dad, because his dad is hurt, right? I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but you get the gist of it, right? He's telling in his mind saying, son, you have to believe that it's there. So whatever is going to happen, even after you step out, even though you don't see nothing, God's going to have to have you. All right? So at that point, he better have been fully committed to that jump. Because if he wasn't, um, that's a pretty big fall, the fall down, right? And that's where I saw myself in this one, being committed. So commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him. We've got to be committed, and we've got to trust him completely. We cannot rely on what we think we see. Because just as Harrison Ford did that, when he actually stepped down, you know, the way the movies did it real nice, but the bridge actually kind of blended in with the surrounding rocks so he couldn't see it. And I believe sometimes that's what God is saying. I know you don't see it, but I see it. And with that, we have to be fully committed. The other thing that can happen as well is, is that when we're fully committed to something, there tends to be less complaining. I, guys, I know it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's not overly deep, but it got, really got me thinking. Every time I've really complained about a situation, I really wasn't committed to it. I had other reasons, but it wasn't my reason for doing it. And then I was like, well, why are we doing it this way? Why do we have to have it that way? Why does it look like that? Why does it have to be here? Why has it got to be there? Again, all of these questions. But if I had just been fully committed to it, then I, through my commitment becomes my dedication. And through my dedication to it, God is showing me because it's going to be my passion one day. But it's got to start with we have to be committed to do it. Amen. Does this make sense? Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. So the second recommendation is be prepared to fully commit yourself. All right. Number three. Number three. I only got two more. This one and the next one, and we, we can get out of here. Be prepared to make not being comfortable, being in control comfortable. All right. So this is the one where we have to give up control, complete control. All right. So it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. All right. All right. So this one, this one's going to be, all right, this is going to be a good one. All right. So we have to be, we have to be comfortable not being in control. All right. So again, since we've been talking about our plane, right, we're going to go back to that first. So when you step on that plane and they close that door, You're actually fully committed at that point because you can't get off, right? And you have absolutely no control of where that plane goes. So 
I, I thought it was, it was awesome how God kind of put this together. I mean, very simplistic, but it gets us to really see this. When you step on there, you, you don't have no control. All you know is, is where you're supposed to end up at. That's it. So you know your destination. You don't know the flight plan. All right? So depending on which airline you're on, they all have different flight plans, depending on you know, that's how they fly, and then they might get diverted because of, you know, uh, weather problems and things of that nature. So you don't necessarily know that. You just know that when I jump on this plane, I'm supposed to be in L.A. when I get off. Okay? So I want to talk about this for a little bit here is, is that this is one that I know I've, I've struggled with a lot is giving up this control. Right? So what I believe this really boils down to is the difference between a plan and a path. A plan and a path. All right, so I want you to think about these scriptures. A man's heart plans his ways, but God orders his steps. So what is that? That is a plan, but the second part of that scripture is actually the path. All right? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto your own understandings. And in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he shall do what? Direct your path. Okay? So, what I want you to see here is, is that a lot of times God allows us to see part of the plan. Our responsibility is to write that plan, right? The word says to write the plan and make it plain, right? So that those that pick it up may run with it, right? Okay? It says, delight yourselves also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart, right? So that means when our heart comes in alignment with God, then the desires of our heart become his desires. And in his desires, then they flourish, right? So what I want you to see here is, is that even the plan that you have should line up with God's plan, right? But even in that plan, you don't get to pick your path. All right, so let me give you, think about Joseph. Joseph saw the two dreams he had, right? He saw the sheaves bowing, right? So that's the plan. He knew ultimately God was going to fulfill that dream. He didn't know nothing about the path. <laughs> it would have been totally different if God had said, you know what, your brother's going to throw you in a pit. You're going to get accused of rape. You're going to be in jail. You're going to be in Potter's house. You're going to have all of that stuff happen before this even comes to fruition. That was the path, not the plan. So what happens is, is that <laughs> sometimes the plan gets written and we put them together. God, this is my plan and my path. You said I can open this business. This is how I'm going to do it. God says, no, that's not necessarily how you're going to get to X. I have a different path for you. All right? So when I started to examine these scriptures, every time I saw it, plan, path. 
So we have to understand that we have to be willing to take God's path. When we step off of that path, that's when things go haywire. All right? So I'm going to try to explain this where it makes sense. Okay? So think about this. One of the things that um, a medical condition now, they call jet lag. Everybody understands the, the premise of jet lag, right? Right? So if you actually look up the word or the, 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 the phrase jet lag, what does that mean? It means the, the body's natural biological clock is off based on traveling. Okay? So what that means is, is that if you fly from here to London, your mind knows that you're in London, but your body hasn't caught it up to the fact of that that's a different time zone. So you're off. So when you feel like you're sleepy, it's in the middle of the day, yep. right? You're off by hours based on where you used to be, where you used to be, all right? Is this making sense? All right, so I believe that we can do that sometimes in the spiritual as well, all right? And it boils back down to this plan and this path, all right? So... All right, so I've just kind of coined this here, spiritual jet lag, all right, is when someone wants to follow the plan of God, which is what we've been talking about. We have the plan, but doesn't want to follow the path of God, all right? So let me, let me illustrate what this looks like. So this is when we have the plan, we know what God has given us in our heart, we see it, we want it, we love it. God, we're on board. But then when we start walking a little bit, some things start to hit us. And we're like, no, 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 no. This, this is not what I signed up for, God. This, this is not what I'm looking for. That issue shouldn't have came up. God, that's not what you promised. God, I didn't see that. Right? And then what I've done in the past is to say, no, I'm not going there anymore. I'm going to go like this. God, I'm going to try to get around this because this is just a little bit too hard. I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, what I've just done is, is gotten off kilter with the Holy Spirit. Because now the Holy Spirit is saying, no, God has this path for you for a reason. And what you've tried to do is divert that path based on your own needs. And what happens is, is that now you're in the premise of a jet lag. Because you know the plan, but you're not on the right path to get there based on what God wants to do. You're off. You're off. All right? So understanding this plan and path has really, really got me thinking, God, how many times have I done this? Gosh. How many times have I potentially Wasted time that I said was valuable to me. And because I didn't listen or wasn't willing, I just completely lost all of that. So, again, this is about being prepared, right? So just, this is just so we see it. That's it. That's the great thing. 
This is not about where we missed the mark. This is about God, you're so loving to us that you're showing us. And you're giving us an opportunity to get it right. Right? So missing this. So understanding that our path, the plan and the path may not be synonymous. Saints, that, that's the point here. They're, they're not always on top of each other. They don't just go hand in hand all the time. Because there are a lot of things that God is going to do, some awesome things that he's going to do for every one of us in this room. For everyone that's in the body of Christ and those that will come to Christ. But we don't always pick the path that God would have picked for us. We, we, we don't do that. Um, and we have to be willing to trust God enough that even though we're going through some things through this transition, that ultimately it's going to help us in the next season of our lives. I, I can speak to this personally because I just kind of went through this myself. I had an opportunity come, and when I got it, I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? <laughs> it was pretty horrible. And my question to God was, this, this is actually what you intended? Like, <laughs> this, this is not it. And what that caused me to do is, is to say to God, are you sure? It was a tough time because I didn't understand that even in that, even if it failed, and it still might, that doesn't mean that I'm on the wrong path. Sometimes we judge things by what we perceive to be success. Success ultimately doesn't necessarily mean you're on the right path. There are a lot of people succeeding. There are a lot of people that are rich. There are a lot of people that have great families and great homes, great careers. They have all of that. But not all of those people know Christ. So that tells you that success doesn't mean you're on the right path. Because unfortunately, without Christ, where are they now? So again, we have to be careful about how we weigh some things in our own lives. And I know that I have put success at the top and said, because I was successful at it, it had to be the right thing to do. Not necessarily the case, thanks. Not necessarily the case. Amen? All right, one more, one more, one more. Y'all ready? All right. Last one. All right. Be prepared for some turbulence. Okay? <laughs> All right. All right. This scripture is pretty familiar to everyone, right? But really what I believe God wants to kind of finish here in, in wrapping this thing up is, is that we have to understand that on this path, there are just going to be some things that just, just really just don't go right. But it's just like being on a plane, right? The interesting thing about turbulence is on that plane, you can't see that. You can't see turbulence coming. 
So the only time that you know it's even there is when you feel it. All right. So sometimes you're going to walk up on something and you, hey, 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 who just punched me in the side? Where'd that come from? Just a little turbulence. Oh, you're moving out in your business. You go out to your car and no start. God, what is this? Just a little bit of turbulence. But here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is the great thing. Even though in that plane, you feel that turbulence. Guess what's awesome about that? You're still moving. <laughs> right? So you haven't stopped going to your destination. Right? So even though you may have got that little hit in the side, you may have taken a little hit in the arm, you can still praise God because you're still moving. And ultimately, even that turbulence can't stop you, because now I'm talking spiritually. It can't stop you. As long as you're aligned on the path that God has, you're going to get there as long as you keep walking. So be preparing for this. Know that it's going to come. Something's going to happen. Inevitably, something. (laughs) Doesn't matter what area of life you're talking about. Doesn't matter when you're talking about. Doesn't matter if it's your career, your kids, your car, your house, anything. It doesn't matter. Ministry, right? There's going to be a bump. Just understand that it's just a little bit of turbulence. And be prepared for it. Know that it's going to come. Now, now, granted, you may not know exactly what it is. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you ought to know that something's going to be a little shaky. Something is going to try to get you off kilter. Because there will always be something that's trying to knock you off the path of God. Right? Because that's where we're supposed to be. <laughs> so we should know that something is going to come up. Something is going to happen. Amen? All right. So enjoy the journey, saints. All right. So I'm, I'm finishing up here. But what I hope this, was, this came across as is that I wanted you to see the things that I believe God allowed me to see. That as we go to this next level that Apostle has been talking about in every area of life, right? Because he's been talking about it. This is spiritually. This is financially. This is health. This is careers. This is everything. Right? As we go through these, we need to know that there are just some things that we need to be prepared for. And that if we know that they're coming, then they shouldn't be a shock when they get to us. That's the whole intent. This is about awareness. God is allowing us to be aware. So we need to be prepared to be examined. We need to be prepared to fully commit ourselves to whatever God has. We need to be prepared that we're not going to be in control. <laughs> and we need to be prepared that there, there's going to be a little bit of turbulence. But here's the awesome thing. God loves us so much that he said, even in spite of all of that, I want you to enjoy the journey. 
We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.